Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Welcome you. We are in 2022 and things have already started rolling. We have in the studio with us today, uh, Sasha DeRosier, all the way from Oklahoma. So we want to welcome Sasha. Sasha, welcome. Good to have you uh, in the studio today. So we wanted to just have a conversation. You know, normally our uh, topics are an encouragement to just encourage people, no matter where you are in your um, process of life or the things that you have uh, decided that you want to do, your goals that you have set, that you don't give up, that, you know, no matter how uh, it seems hopeless, that we continue to... um, push forward, make the connections that we need to do the self-care that we need to in order to get the job done. So Sasha, what feedback do you have when it comes to uh, not not giving on, holding on, even when it seems hopeless? That's a very great question, uh, Ms. Jones. However, I'd bring in race to the table other people's suggestions as far as what they do as well. Um, I know for me, when I feel like down and I need to hold on, I try to always remember what I'm grounded to, my whys and my reasons. What um, A lot of the times I notice when I'm like knocked off kilter, it's because my eyes have been taken off the Lord. And so I feel a little bit more, I don't know and weary water. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I know I can lose track too when I take my, when I put my eyes more on me and not trusting, trusting God. Um, and I also too remember um, in Hebrews 10, 23, in the amplified version, it says, let us hold on, seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering for he who has promised is reliable is faithful to his word and that gives me encouragement because i realize that i'm not alone in my that if god has you know um desired for me to to do what it is that i'm doing then um i get i get support i get help you know, because God is reliable and that he is faithful, but I have to hold on to the hope. You know, I have to hold on to what it is that I, I believe, you know, and uh, sometimes hope can be fleeting and fading. Sometimes you can believe in something or, or, or be tasked with something. And it seems like you do everything in life, but that thing that you were tasked to do. Right. So true. Like sometimes, and that's what happens to us. I don't know if those are positives or sometimes distracted because you find yourself on one plan and then you find yourself getting tempted and you go off to a whole nother thing. Now, yes, you learn lessons and things along the way, but that's not what you were tasked to do. So it's just like you learn two lessons at the same time. Right. Yes, absolutely. You know, so, um, you know, but I know last the last couple of weeks, we're kind of talking about hope and how not to lose our hope. 
you know, and um, and do you think that right now in this season, I don't know about uh, in Oklahoma, but in Massachusetts, especially with this Omicron virus and uh, the uncertainty of really how people are transmitting it and, and things, um, that we're, we're right now in a season where there's a, not a lot of hope about anything. I mean, single women don't think there's hope about getting married, you know, married people That's true. relationships and they don't think they don't have hope that their relationship can work. Hope. I would agree with that. I would also most definitely have to go back to what is their focal point on because it's hard to see the hope and the thing past it when you're stuck sometimes in the storm. So you're right. A lot of my peers right now think there is no hope with men when it comes into long-lasting relationships, whether they're successful or not successful. I think people feel like there's no hope whether there's nothing you can do really to stay safe and healthy because you're going to catch something somewhere at some time from somebody. So, you know what I mean? And then as well as just kind of like people's everyday hopes that they have for the future. There's different life things that come and happen every day to knock them off. I think like you said, knowing your why and knowing what you're really doing this for, you hold on to that. Because when the storms comes and the things to get clouded and you don't know where to go anymore, it's that holding on to that hope that keeps you through the storm. Keeps yeah. you pushing through. Yeah, that's so true. Um, you know, kind of uh, like that tether in the lighthouse. Like you see it from along the way and you know that uh -huh. that's the direction you're heading. So even though you might be knocked around and blown <laughs> off track, as long True. as you're heading towards that light source and keep on pushing. That's right. I like that example. You're right. It, it, it seems sometimes we're tossed and uh, tossed and thrown in all types of directions. And um, um, I don't know if you've ever been in a storm where you, you, you can be, I, I was in a fog storm one time. I mean, it just got foggy. And so I was petrified because I couldn't even see the lines on the road. I couldn't even see the lights of the car in front of me. And I didn't even know how to pull over. Like where is pulling over, you know? And how would I know if I really had pulled over? And they, sometimes it's dangerous just to stop and just, you know, do nothing. Cause what if it was a semi truck coming? You don't know if you're okay. Old. So I've been in a rainstorm that's that way, and you couldn't even see the car in front of you. You couldn't even see the car behind you. It's dangerous to pull over because cars can't see you pulling over. You can put your lights on, your hazard beams, your blinker lights, blah blah. It was just ooh, that that was a feel, and to know that that's a physical ram that actually physically being in the storm. But then there's something about the emotional and spiritual ram because if you would ask me two years ago a year ago I most definitely would have said I was in a storm and I felt it and it was weird because it was like I was treading water like you know what I mean like you uh -huh. know I'm trying to get to my purpose trying to get to my little lighthouse I see you but before I was even saw my tread out my lighthouse it just felt like I was just in the ocean god you have me floating here I mean I see the boats going past and there's islands and trying to get a direction to go and so you just floating then the waves come and then sharks come from underwater oh my and then goodness, you try to grab yeah. onto a little debris and the debris is top heavy so it flips you over so all these are happening in the middle of the ocean right I'm just kicking my little tired legs so then you finally see the lighthouse and figure out the direction you're supposed to go. And it doesn't mean the little anchors and the thing, debris don't keep messing with you. But once you get there, right, and you have that moment to rest, you have that moment to be able to mm -hmm. to be able to um to keep going, you have to kind of just be like, yo, 
how did you stay through it? And it's literally just knowing that my hope said was in God because I know that I couldn't make it through it. I didn't know what direction or blah, blah, blah. So you had to be holding on to something. And I think people, when they try to hold on to themselves, it's that much faster that they get lost. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you really uh you you really pictorially described a lot of what life feels like sometimes. Um, I see the destination, I wrote it down in my vision board, I have it in my planner, what I want to achieve this year, 2022, and all of a sudden you feel like you're sinking. I, it reminds me when you said that of Peter, when he's like, okay, I see Jesus, I see the, the waves, I, you know, but I, I, you know, bid me to come Lord. And the Lord said, come. And so, you know, but it was in that moment of the storm that he lost his focus. He took his eyes off of the Lord and he began to sink. And I think that's what you were saying earlier. We sink when our eyes are off the Lord, when our eyes are off the vision, the vision that God has given us, you know? And then when you were talking as well, um, it reminded me too of uh, Paul when he was shipwrecked and he had to float uh, on a piece of uh, debris of the ship. But we have to realize that if God said, this is where you're going. This is what he wants done. That, a, that that there'll be some way that you're going to get there if you don't take your eyes off of God. You know what? You may not swim. Don't panic. There'll be a piece of wood that you'll be able to float on. That's what it, the, When you say that, it's so funny that you think of that because it's just like, if I want you to go across the water to get to this next place, doesn't matter how you get there. I could put you in a boat. I could have them throw you off a boat like Joan and the whale, right? He still got there. He just had to take a ride inside the belly, whether you're on a piece of driftwood, whether you're floating in the water, like, you know what I mean? The destination and the journey is still there. Right. How you choose to get there, how your destination ends up, I think sometimes entirely belongs to us and the choices and the patterns we take to get there. Because people often try to be like, oh, I don't know what happened. Woe is me. How'd I end up here? Girl, because you took two left turns and a right when you were supposed to be going straight and in in around the corner. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, um, there's a like the verse with Paul being shipwrecked. It, you'll find that in uh, Acts, you know, 27 through Acts 28. But uh, we'll just read a little bit uh, of it because I think it, it really good. It's really good. You know, he, he, he encouraged the people that they were going to, uh, you know, make it to land, right? And then in verse th- 39, it says, when daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with the sandy beach where they decided to run the ship around. If they could, cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea and at the same time, untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move. And the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. Now the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get, and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or 
on their other pieces of the ship. And this way, everyone reached land safely. Well, you talk about a saga, right? Sounds almost like a movie, you know, but in other words, they're, they're in that story, we see where one, God had provide, touched the heart of a soldier whose plan was to kill the prisoners, but yet he wanted to spare Paul, right? Divine intervention. Thank you, Lord. And I want you to see that you in that story, that there's a plan that God has for your life and he's going to have divine interventions for you. He's going to have things set up. He's going to bring people in a place. So don't go, don't see what you think you see because he's going to set things up along the way, but he needs you to walk by faith to get there, to get to that other side. And Hebrews 10, 35 tells us, do not therefore throw away or fling away you f- your confidence, your fearless confidence, for it has a glorious and great reward. And so what it helps me to realize is that no matter, the one thing that I cannot lose sight of is my confidence in God and my confidence in who it is and who it, and what it is he made me. Now there's things that happen to you along the way that will help you try to make you lose your confidence, right? I mean- Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we, we've got to hold on to our profession of faith. We have to hold on. It says, you know, let and us- that goes on. back to the principal teachings is if, is your confidence in you or man, or is it in God? Is your faith and trust in you or is it in God? Is your joy and trust in you? Because we're flaky. God is, you know what I mean? Sustaining. Yes. Yes. We, we are flaky. <laughs> We, 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 we look sometimes at situations at the moment and we don't always look at the big picture of it. We don't always look at um, the things, y- you know, that it's like, I don't know if you ever watched the movie, The Miracle or something with the girl who fell out of the tree. I can't remember the name of that. Oh, um, with Cameron Diaz and Queen Latifah, I think is in there. Yeah, Queen Latifah is in there. I think uh-huh. it's called that miracle. Anyway, she fell out of a tree. Um, but what I liked about that movie is at the end of the movie, it showed God's divine, how God works behind the scenes. So there's a scene where the family wants to go and see the daughter who's pretty much dying and they need mm-hmm. to get to Boston, but their credit card isn't working. So God touches the heart of the, the stewardess, the man who's buying the ticket to unplug the computer and say, well, our computers aren't working. I'll run the cards, you know, the old fashioned way. I know nobody knows about the old fashioned way where you put your credit card and they, <laughs> and, they have a of it, and it takes probably months before you get the bill. And so he Vintage. did it for them so that he could get the free plane tickets that technically they could not afford. Right. Cause the credit card right. was maxed. And so, but those are the things sometimes uh, that, that, that happens along the way, the blessings that God has, you know, those are the, those are the signs that we're not alone, you know? Mm. And, uh, and so at the end of the movie, they were just showing how, I mean, in the fact that, that, that the Lord touched Queen Latifah's heart to take this family who, you know, who didn't know the area, who didn't know, you know, um, right. And needed that help. And what I'm saying is God, what he'll do for Peter when he was walking on water and sank, you know, um, what he did for we, Paul 
and helped him. We get- talked about in my Bible study one time. That's called divine, not intervention, but divine, divine something where all the happenstance of God just come together at that perfect moment to open the doors to be able to make things happen. Because in any other way, you're right. How did he put it at your heart at that moment that that person was going to need two dollars? Uh, a lady in my small group used the example about how she needed a couple of dollars to do this. And so she used the last of her money to do this, but then turned around and someone was able to bless her. Right. But then that person who ended up blessing her, not realizing was a blessing to her got blessed in another way. And to me, those are like the miracle fabrications of like, that is how God exists and how we weave together and what makes us brothers and sisters in Christ, because we don't know the debate. the behind the scenes working but if we do our part to be obedient to make the difference to make the train that that's how we ultimately change or do better or you know make it come to pass right right yeah that's so true i mean um i mean i just think i'm just taking a pause a moment i just want you to think for a moment in your life when god had made a divine intervention for you that you wouldn't be where you are right now had somebody not taken time or blessed you or opened the door or an opportunity came in, you know, at the last minute, you know. And so the, those are the, the job, you know, or the relationship, you know. Um, you I know. think my example of that would be my first and this time when I moved to Tulsa. I remember when I moved here back in 2010 and I remember, <laughs> it's uh-huh. a funny story, actually. So I remember that I applied to school, blah, 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 2010. Like, I wasn't really happy at school. I was going through a lot of changes. My aunt had called me and was like, hey, I fasted and prayed for you for 40 days and nights. To And I was like, wait, what? Like, you sacrificed <laughs> for 40 days and nights to see that I should apply to a school. Not even that I should go, just that I simply should apply. Like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Then not even a week from that, my mom came back and was like, hey, I think you would be really a good fit at the school called um, Oral Roberts. And it was so funny because it was like, how are you both telling me the same school? And they're like, oh no, I didn't even know the other person knew about it, right? So then not even a week from that, I apply to schools, blah, blah, blah. But the deadline to the application is coming up. So I do have the application, right? And I tell everyone I get it done. Why is it that my mom picks me up for Easter weekend? I will never forget this because it happened in like a time slot of five days. Easter weekend happens. My mom picks me up. I get a phone call from the admissions lady. And she was like, oh, we have your application half completed. She's like, we'll still give you time to finish it and blah, 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 right? So within that time, from five days from there, my application gets accept it I mean finish and then my application is accepted even though my application is accepted I'm like oh I still can't go because I have a good job I have great friends this that and the other I literally list these reasons to God as to why I can't go and just like that tick 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 he checked each of them off the friend group <laughs> that I thought that I wasn't supposed to leave to this day none of us talk to each other except one person right the job that I was supposed to leave that very next week they told us they were re assessing the department and the need for my job wasn't going to be there anymore, right? The scholarship that I just so happened that I have at my school because I got injured playing soccer, I was no longer going to receive that scholarship. And so there goes that. And in the same time of them taking away my scholarship, I got an academic scholarship from the school that accepted me. 
So tell me where, where in an increment of five days do you tell me that all of those doors just open for me to walk through? Never, never again. And then that was the first time, right? So the second time, come here with the idea of having a job, getting an apartment, blah, blah. My first week of being here, first day on the job, my apartment gets broken into. (laughs) And when I tell you, the Joker stole everything. I'm talking about hair, dog food, tweezers, lotion, shoes. Just everything. They just they just took everything. Didn't even leave a girl nothing, right? So between that, first day on the job, first week on the job, first day, and then it's just like they took everything. Did you know that not even a year later from that point that I got back everything that I lost and then more? I was able to build strong relationships. I was able to find a job that I liked and that the company was better. I was able to be comforted and feel safe in my new. So it's just really funny how God works. You could have everything that you think according to your plan. And that's where being humble and being obedient comes into play. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. Um, and I think you see the hand of God moving, you know, but, but in all honesty, when you really look at that, did you at the moment see God moving or after the fact, when you look back? Oh no, like, after the fact. Okay. After the fact, during it, I was bad. You don't see, you see red. You said, God, what? help me understand how is this happening? And you think because they're not bad movements. You know what I mean? Like removing you from one job to put you in another job, that's not a bad thing, but you don't see it in that moment. You just see the lack of money, the lack of time. You know what I mean? You don't know that he's setting yourself up for something for something better. Even, even um, this time when it was just kind of like, God, help me understand. I mean, is this a sign to go home? Because you already broke into my house. They already (laughs) took my stuff. Like, what left do I have to do here, right? So literally, it is, and I say this now, like I can say it now and it seems so easy, but then it was really like some hard nights and crying and seeking and just truly trying to understand because I think that's our issue as humans is that we always, we have a desire to want to know why and understand how and sometimes that's not for us too right right yeah and we don't always get to understand how and why we don't always get to understand how it all is coming together you know we simply have to trust the process we have to trust god we have to trust the word of god you know but how would you what would you say then to a person who doesn't isn't really maybe a Christian who really doesn't understand what you're talking about. Cause you know, in terms of this God stuff, you know, what, what, how, how would you speak to them? Like, how would I describe God to a non-Christian? Well, that's a, that's a, I love how you return the question around, but it's like, I mean, so does this only happen? I mean, when a person, uh, believes in God? I mean, what is the purpose? I mean, because everybody struggles. How is knowing God helping you to overcome in your struggles? And I know that's a, that's not an easy, easy question. I think, I think when you go back to it, 
my life is not any different from anyone else's. Like you said, we all go through struggles. We all go through hardships. We all have good days. We all have bad days. We all have things that we're proud about. We all have things that we're disappointed in and that hurt us, right? Those are just humanistic things that are part of life. I think what is able to help me get through them is knowing that I have a God that I don't have to go through them by myself or that I have a God and that even when the times are hard, there's someone to depend on. But here's what I also will say. It's some, I find myself sometimes not forgetting that, but no forgetting that I can call on him in the moment of it. Like, you know what I mean? So like, okay, so something's bad happening. I'll go through all the motions of all the badness and then want to go and pray. Well, instead of going through all the motions, why not go pray first? So you can already have the outcome feeling of that peace that you know you're going to get after you go through all the emotions, right? That's what I'm trying to retrain my thought. Listen, we're going to get to the peace one way or another. Let's just start with some peace versus (laughs) winding yourself into a frenzy of all the what ifs (laughs) and the crazies that come because they're going to come because they come all the time. But if my mind is prepared for them to come, then it's just like, well, I know that I'm more than a conqueror. He'll give me nothing more than I can't handle, right? He gave me a, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So if I'm putting those reminders back into me that I don't have time to, to fret over the other things that come because I already have answers for them before they get here. And I think that's what trials do. I think trials and tribulations over a period of time, we see God moving and working in spite of us with us right and so we just learn after time is like i don't know how this problem is going to get solved i don't know when this problem is going to get solved but i trust god that it's going to be solved that what most definitely what is happening shorter destroy me is going to end up working together for my good most definitely and the time to understand that and see that get shorter through time. Cause you're right, while that was happening all those years ago, it took me a while to even see and understand the hand and connection of God of while it happening, right? Whereas this time with my move to Tulsa, though it was happening, I knew God's hand was in it. I just didn't know how his hand was in it. So you're right, it makes that the trials and tribulations make it a little bit more easier to accept and prepare for it to come for the next time. But I was listening to a song that was like, seeing miracles happen for other people is only should only add to your Rolodex to know what God, what God can do for you, right? Because if you did it for that person, then he can do exceedingly abundantly more for you or just the same, right? So it's just like, hey, all right, God, I see you doing your work over there, blessing them and doing them blah, blah, blah. So I know you got my back over here in whatever way it would look like, you know what I mean, for me and how I need it. Yeah, that's so true. I, I just want to say, I don't know, when we start having conversations each week, the time goes by so fast. But I want to say that when the battle heat is on, I don't have to know what to do. I just need to know who to go to. And for me, that's the Lord. And my aunt's favorite scripture was Psalm 121, 1 and 2 that I will lift up my eyes unto the hills for which cometh my help, for my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Sasha, give some final words to the people listening uh, tonight. 
If there is any one thing that I can encourage you guys to do is to lift your eyes up and keep them on the Lord, because this life is full of all different types of mysteries and journeys. And there is no way to know and understand how to get through them on your own and by yourself. So if you can just have that thing to help you carry you through, push you through, hold you on through, be your lifeline, let that lifeline be the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I, I want to also say, because our theme is never give up, that I want you to know is don't allow obstacles and situations to block you, stop you. Pause, pray, refocus, and keep moving. I want to say thank you for listening. You were listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And what I want you to remember as greatness is on the inside of you. You have a good night. God bless. Good night. Thank you.